to another episode of Delisted, the podcast. I'm Michael Kay. And I'm Allison. The SAG Awards, short for the Screen Actors Guild Awards, were over the weekend. Allison, did you watch? A little, yes. Oh, you don't? Oh, yeah, you don't have them. Um... Yeah, it, it didn't come in on a channel for me. This uh, Almost every awards ceremony I can try to find in like some way if I get creative. The SAG Awards is one of those ones where I can never get like a stream of it so like i watched it kind of as i could on the internet as the clips as the clips came in yeah it's on a basic cable station but it was the first major hollywood award show to air this year since everyone boycotted the golden globes they gave the golden globes out on twitter oh remember the golden globes that didn't it was a flop this year that That didn't happen so everyone was back for the SAG Awards. They were mostly all in one room. Some, some weren't there live, but most were. They were all dressed up, dressed up and drunk. Yeah, so it's kind of like the new Golden Globe Awards. It is. Yeah, I, I thought that. It's because they're all kind of like happy and and tipsy. And I kind of like it because it's four actors voted by actors in a room full of actors so they actor it up like they get very actory in the speeches oh it's like a high school theater class lunchroom exactly yeah it's like a drama club meeting Mm -hmm. they bring that type of energy for the whole show yeah they get deep and many of them showed support for ukraine and for president Zelensky, who was a performer before he was president of ukraine and like when they cast the succession, they won for uh, outstanding performance by an ensemble in a TV show, in a drama. Brian Cox spent a lot of time, a lot of their speech uh, supporting Ukraine. And I, if you watch like the people, because if you watch like the people in the back, uh, especially Dasha Nekrosova, she's an actress in succession, like their facial expressions change. It's all over the place. They're trying to follow him. He's like going on and they're like, okay, do I look serious? Yes, yes. Do I look happy? Do I look sad? What do I do? Yeah, because they're like in serious actor mode. And so they're not delivering the speech. All they can do is react to it. Michael, I don't know if you know this about acting, but they say that 90% of acting is reacting. And so they were all reacting, but it felt like an acting class reacting. Where it's like, and, and some of them, this. Champagne may have been their co-pilot, so yeah, it, it was blurred. But yeah, it was their faces went all over the place. Uh, Jessica Chastain also supported Ukraine in her statement in her speech. So did Michael Keaton, who won for Dope Sick, mm-hmm. and he was in the bathroom, or so he says. He was in the bathroom when he went. <laughs> Where do you think he was? <laughs> well, for, who? You know, you know the order of when they're going to present the award. Why would you go right before they're going to present your award? Well, okay, here's what I think happened. Michael Keaton is, I don't want to call him an old man because he's not an old man. He's still very young and sexy. Um, but as you get older, you have to go to the bathroom more. And I think that he was probably going to the bathroom like three awards prior to his. And it might have been busy in the bathroom. And he might have had to wait a while. And once you get into that stall, I say stall. I don't know if he was using a stall. That's getting too personal. But once you're in there, you can't go anywhere. 
And so maybe he was in there and realized, like, oh, my God. You're trapped. Yeah. When you go into a stall, the door closes behind you. It locks. You can't get out. A demon (laughs) drags you to hell. (laughs) You're there for the rest of eternity. Or maybe he's, like, a super neurotic peer like me. Mm -hmm. Like, I need to pee right before I leave the house, even if I don't have to pee, because I just don't know well, what, the, yeah. what the day what the next hour or two brings me so i'm like i don't know i'm gonna be able to find about them so i need to pee now and let's say i pee and then i head out the door and i forget something i have to pee again i had peeing has to be one of the last things i do so maybe he's like that he's like i can't you know be having to pee when i'm on stage so i need to pee right before yeah because yeah because he knew he was like a shoe in to win that award and he's like, I really don't want to get up there and fumble over my words because my brain is telling me, like, get off the stage. You can wet your pants, Michael Keaton. Yeah. So he made it to the stage. Um, he gave a great speech. He dedicated it also to his nephew who died of a drug overdose. And Stopesick is about the opioid crisis here mm-hmm. in the U.S. Helen Mirren won the Lifetime Achievement Award. During her speech, she said her advice to actors, which should be advice to anyone, is to show up on time and don't be an asshole. Lifetime achievement. Lifetime achievement. Sounds so grand. I suppose I, you know, I'm still alive, so uh, by that measure I'm eligible. But honestly, any achievement that, um, that, that I've uh, succeeded in is the result of my mantra, which is basically be on time and don't be an ass. Perfect across the board, every job. <laughs> So let's get into some winners. Let's start with mm-hmm. TV. Squid Game and Ted Lasso, they were the big winners. Yeah. Uh, Squid Game got three awards, including Outstanding Stunt Ensemble. Um, Ho Young Jung won Outstanding Drama Actress. Lee Jung Jae won Outstanding Drama Actor. Squid Game did not win Drama Ensemble. That was Succession who won. Ted Lasso won Comedy Ensemble. Jason Sudeikis won Comedy Actor. Jean Smart won Comedy Actress for Hacks. Kate Winslet won Outstanding Actress in a TV Movie for Mayor of Easttown. And as I mentioned earlier, Michael Keaton won Outstanding Actor in a TV Movie for Dope Sick. Yeah, I was kind of shocked by the... I mean, I should say shocked, but also not shocked. I was shocked by Squid Game uh, like sweeping both of the dramatic actor and actress categories because I truly thought it was going to go to Jeremy Strong and Sarah Snook from Succession. Yeah, when Succession is up for awards, you're just like, they're going to win. Yeah, you're counting everyone else out. Nobody else is writing an acceptance speech. They're all going to the bathroom because they're like, whatever, I'm not going to get called to the stage. And- yeah, they're going number two. They, they, they're like, I have time. So <laughs> They're like grabbing a magazine and yeah. bringing their phone. <laughs> yeah. They, so that they bring was like, up Wordle. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, they've got time. Save their word for it. Yeah. Like, so I was surprised about that. But then like, again, saying not surprised because like everyone acted their asses off in Squid Game. So it was just more surprising. Yeah. Like you said, when you're up against Succession. And I wasn't surprised about Ted Lasso because people love that show. Now onto the film side. So Coda was the big winner, getting outstanding performance by a cast in a motion picture. It beat out House of Gucci, which I don't know why that was nominated. It beat out Don't Look Up again. I don't know why that was nominated. Um, King Richard and Belfast were also nominated in that category, but Coda got it. Mm -hmm. Have you seen that? Yes, it deserved it. But those 
all those non like House of Gucci and Don't Look Up for acting on some for acting for good acting. This is for good acting. This isn't yeah. a Razzie. <laughs> that I did this double is for check. good acting. <laughs> and House of Gucci and Don't Look Up. No. That those are two nominations where it's like, okay, we get that you're friends. This is like a uh, high school student yeah. council uh, election where it's like, all right, we understand why you were why you were nominated. This makes exactly. sense. You got a couple friends on this. They <laughs> the saw nomination. Meryl Streep and they're like, oh, I know her. I'm gonna, I'm gonna nominate that. Yeah, <laughs> and House of Gucci. <laughs> Coda also got another win for uh, Troy Kotsur, who won Outstanding Male Actor in a Supporting Role. Ariana DeBose, who played Anita in West Side Story, she won Supporting Actress. Will Smith won Outstanding Lead Actor for King Richard. And Jessica Chastain won Outstanding Lead Actress for The Eyes of Tammy Faye. That was kind of a surprise. She beat Lady Gaga, Olivia Colman, Nicole Kidman, and Jennifer Hudson. So do you think Will, Troy, Jessica, and Ariana are all going to win Oscar since they're all nominated but in the past not all sag win winners end up winning oscars but in this case do you think yeah usually it's a predictor i think that yeah i think the will smith is going to win for sure i think troy kotzer is definitely going to like those two are for sure a lock um for actress i don't think it's going to be jessica chastain i don't think that one's going to predict it yeah, I don't. Th- I think Will Smith is a lock. I think Ariana DeBose is pretty much a lock. Yeah, I think that supporting actor. See, Power of the Dog got a lot of Oscar nominations, so that's mm-hmm. why I think Kirsten Dunst could maybe win supporting actress over Ariana DeBose. That's what I and think. And I think too. Cody Smith McPhee could win over Troy Kotsur. Yes. Okay. Can I tell you the why I think that it. Troy Kotzer will win over Cody Smith with McPhee is because Cody Smith McPhee is very young and he's a very good actor and he'll be in like a ton of stuff um, after Power of the Dog. So I feel like that like when people vote or like yeah when they vote strategically I feel like if I was in that position I'd be like well I want to reward Troy Kotzer for a great performance. Cody Smith McPhee was also really good too but I feel like maybe he'll get nominated again at some point in time. And Troy Kotzer won't? He could, he could, but this is also a really good performance, though. Oh, you're saying he old. So they're like, we're... <laughs> but sometimes they give it to the youngins. They do love it when a young person wins. They love the, the kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they Not, love I the mean, kids. That's, that came out really bad. But, <laughs> that's, you know... the, that's the Oscars tagline. <laughs> Academy we Awards, love... we love the kids. But yeah, Best Actress is the biggest guesser because it, yeah. Jessica Chastain, so she won the SAG. She's up against Nicole Kidman, Kristen Stewart, Penelope Cruz, Olivia Coleman. I mean, it could be any of them, but it's it could it's probably down to like Nicole. Well, it's down to a lot. I, it's that I have no idea, <laughs> except for Penelope high. Cruz. I don't think Penelope Cruz is going to win. No, and the Academy one of the Nicole other ones. Kidman. I think it's Nicole Kidman. They love her, and also. I feel like um, actors like Hollywood aren't, they don't like want to recognize the fact that Nicole Kidman's makeup was so weird in that movie. They focus a lot on the performance, whereas I feel like us regulars watch it and we're like, okay, well, there's the performance, but then there's also the prosthetics. Those look bad. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah, that's true. But whoever's going to win, they're going to get tackled by Lady Gaga. She's going to tackle them and take the trophy because she did not go to circle in the square, Allison. Circle in the square e- to least, not win Best Actress. She's she not didn't. a Lee Strasberg graduate for nothing. No, circle in the square. <laughs> okay, last week we talked about the queen who turns 96 next month. Mm-hmm. She, we talked about how she got covid after Charles and Camilla got COVID. So while talking about that, we mentioned how some people think that the queen is actually dead. Yes. And the palace is keeping her alive for several reasons. Well, there was a rumor last week that the queen died and it came from a very random, very random source. <laughs> yeah, it was not CNN. <laughs> it was no, not it the- came from a much more um, esteemed journal than CNN. It came from Hollywood Unlocked. <laughs> Hollywood Unlocked is like a gossip website and Instagram account. They cover celebrity gossip, pop culture. They're basically on the level of delisted. So you shouldn't trust delisted. You shouldn't trust Hollywood Unlocked. They don't really cover the royals, and they're not based in the UK. No. <laughs> it's run by... Jason Lee, not the my name is Earl, Jason Lee. No, not a career, not a career pivot for Jason Lee of my name is Earl. <laughs> no, no, this is random, but not that random. So Jason Lee is a blogger and media type. He was on Love and Hip Hop Hollywood. He says he's in the know. And Hollywood Unlocked has been getting a, te- a lot of attention lately because Kanye West is friends with Jason Lee. And he's been giving a lot of exclusivo <laughs> interviews to Hollywood Unlock, like where, you know, he talks shit about Pete Davidson, Kim Kardashian, and talks about his album. He's been doing that a lot with Hollywood Unlocked. So they've been getting attention for that. But last week, Hollywood Unlocked, they wanted us all to believe that they got the scoop of the year that the queen had died. So this (laughs) is their original post. (laughs) Sources close to the royal palace notified exclusively notified us exclusively that hashtag Queen Elizabeth has passed away. She was scheduled to attend the wedding of British Vogue editor Edward Enifol, but was found dead. Story developing. <laughs> that's the, that's oh, and they like didn't the say the royal palace. Sorry, they said the royal kingdom. The royal which, kingdom. That sounds like something from a Barbie movie. Yeah, like this Princess isn't Princess Barbie Lovely Locks. <laughs> Princess Barbie of the Royal Kingdom. Yeah, this isn't Game of Thrones. Nobody, the Brits don't say that. And like, the Queen was not going to Edward and a full's wedding. So this was just <laughs> red flags for lies just everywhere. Also, do you know what I love too is just how like bleak and like uh, harsh the wording that they use. They're like, the Queen was found dead. Excuse me? Can you please dress up a little bit? This is like the world's oldest living monarch and they're just like well she's dead <laughs> she was found hunched over on the pot is that what you wanted them to say allison yeah i mean give me give be a little bit more creative with class it up <laughs> so the entire internet pretty much called out jason landa and hollywood unlocked they denied they were wrong saying that they don't post lies and stand by their sources and then they said they were waiting for an official statement from the palace or the royal kingdom as they call it so <laughs> And a lot of people brought up Operation London Bridge. Yes. And this is the plan that's in place on what to do when the queen dies. Like it's a, The plan is like the queen's secretary informs the prime minister and other government officials and informs, you know, the heads of the Commonwealth of Nations. And yeah. then 
you know, and then the royal family social media accounts will stop and then the BBC will be notified. So there's a whole protocol. And as far as we know, they haven't changed it to say, number one, call Hollywood Unlocked. No, not even call Hollywood Unlocked. Uh, Get whatever random person who works in the royal kingdom and get them to be an anonymous source who contacts Hollywood Unlocked. That's number one. Um, But Hollywood Unlocked finally admitted that they were wrong because the queen has recovered from COVID. She's alive. She's been doing virtual calls. So there's images, new images of her. And Jason Lee and Hollywood Unlocked, so they took the story back and Jason wrote, although I've never been wrong when breaking a story... Because this involves the Queen, this one time, I would want to be. Okay. And based on Wednesday's report from the palace, I can say my sources got this wrong. And I sincerely apologize to the Queen and the royal family. (laughs) Oh, my God. Also, it's like, name your source. That's all I want to know is who is this source? I want to know if it was legitimate or not legitimate at all. (laughs) Well, I was like going through the comments on some of their posts. And some Nikki fans, they claim that they pranked Hollywood Unlocked, that they made this up and they wrote and pranked Hollywood Unlocked. Maybe Hollywood Unlocked wrote something wrong about mean about Nikki, which is not hard to do. Yeah, which is not hard to do. And they got revenge on them. I don't know. I don't... I That is the most random thing. Also, I want to see that email. It's like, the queen... Uh, we regret to inform you that the, cre- the queen pulled up in the monster automobile gangster up to heaven <laughs> earlier That's today. exactly what they said. And they're like, this is legit. This is legit. Or was Prince George. He was bored. You know he reads gossip blogs. So he's like, I'm going to fuck with these bitches. His mother needs better control over his phone. There needs to be more parental controls put on that child's phone. Yeah, child, child, child lock that phone. <laughs> So let's end this part of the show by talking about Matthew McConaughey's hair and how it got there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been rumored that Matthew McConaughey is part of Hollywood's hair club for men, meaning that his hair has fallen out and he's combated that by getting a hair transplant. So Bradley Cooper, Gordon Ramsay, Elon Musk, David Beckham... Ben Affleck have all been rumored to have gotten a hair transplant. Robbie Williams admits he's had one. So, you know, it's not rare. Yeah, and I will also say, too, it's one of those kind of rumors where, I mean, sometimes there's like a famous person rumor and you're just like shocked. You're like, whoa, that's crazy. But then there's other ones where like with a hair transplant, you can just Google. You can put like Ben Affleck hair before and after. And then you can look at the pictures yourself and say, all right, something has happened with his hair in the past 18 to 20 years. Or in Matthew's case, you say, all right, all right, all right, something happened. But um, yeah, so Matthew, I mean, Matthew McConaughey admits that his hair was falling out. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can tell. You look at pictures from the 90s and you look at pictures now, his hair was fall, you know, thinning, hairline was receding, all of that. And now it's like a full head of luscious hair. And it's been rumored that he got a hair transplant, but he denies it. So he said in the 90s, he uh, started visibly losing his hair. And then suddenly he had tons of hair. So he says he used some magical ointment that made it grow back. 
And he did an interview with Lad Bible to promote his memoir. And he says that he once bumped into a Beverly Hills plastic surgeon who told him that he comes up every year at an international hair hair transplant convention. Like all the hair transplant doctors talk about Matthew McConaughey. Mm -hmm. So the doctor said that one hair transplant doctor has taken credit for Matthew's hair job and is telling other doctors that he did Matthew's hair transplant. But Matthew says that he's never gotten one and that the Beverly Hills plastic surgeon he ran into checked his head and confirmed that he has never gotten a hair transplant. I love to picture that conversation. Can Matthew, can you just tip your head over for a second? I need to examine the back of your scalp for a scar. It went something like that, I think. Yeah. <laughs> according to Matthew McConaughey. So, and as I said before, Matthew McConaughey praises some unnamed magical ointment as to how his hair grew back. So he said... I get this topical ointment and I rub it into my scalp once a day for 10 minutes. I was fully committed. I was fully committed to it. No propecia, no nothing. It was just manual labor. All I can tell you is it came back. I have more hair now than I had in 1999. Yeah, so he claims that just rubbing his head with this ointment, again, an ointment that he does not name. No, but in the past, he has said that he used Regenix, which is a hair loss product. So that's probably what he's talking about, made his hair magically grow. So do you believe him, Allison? Did he not get a hair transplant and it's all because of this magical ointment? I think that I'm of two schools. The one is, why would he have to lie about it? But then the other one is, um, why is he lying about this? (laughs) Like... I don't think here's the thing if any I I feel like people are going to lose their hair. It's just what happens. It's like it's hormones. When I was pregnant, my hair fell out like crazy and then it grew back in like twice as thick and my texture got different. Like it's it's hormones. So I don't think that you can actually put too much on your hair. You can I don't that's not to say I don't believe that like Propecia or Rogaine don't work. I think they work a little. I don't think that they work that much. I am doubtful. Like Meryl Streep in the movie Doubt. I have doubts. And do you think that it's... I mean, I don't... Who cares, really? Honestly. Like, I I mean, I'm like, why lie? Because... But some men are weird about that. Like, they... They don't want to admit that. They don't want to admit, like, they're getting help. I mean, he admitted he got help, but like, uh, if his hair was a falling out and he got a hair transplant, admit it, embrace it. It's not a big deal. If his hair was falling out, he should have embraced the bald because he's a stoner and you, it's hard to drug test if you don't have hair. It's true. He wasn't thinking ahead. No, he wasn't thinking. But um, but he is running, he has threatened to run for public office. So maybe he's pr- getting into the role by lying. Practice makes perfect. So, Michael, we have to do a little bit of a redaction from last week's episode. Last week, we talked about Shailene Woodley and Aaron Rodgers and how they broke up after about a year of dating slash being engaged. And it was very sad. I know how upset you were. I could hear it in your voice. There was a tremble. I know that there was tears. Same thing on my end. So 
that might not be the whole truth of what had happened to them. So last week we were reporting that they were done. They called off their engagement. This week we're saying maybe they might not be so broken up. So they were like spotted at breakfast together recently. Um, Aaron has been talking about how much he like loves Shailene and how she's like a supportive partner and all this stuff, like using kind of language that would indicate maybe they're together. And then recently a source spoke to page six saying that Shailene and Aaron are talking things through and that Shailene would never completely shut the door on someone, which kind of implies that maybe they might be getting back together. Hopefully, because I mean, they kind of deserve each other. They are perfect for each other, truly. But it's like, I can't believe I've spent so much time thinking about fucking Shailene Woodley and Aaron Rodgers. Like two people I really don't want to spend a lot of time thinking about. I'm in the wrong line of work. It's truly a miracle that we've dedicated this much time on our podcast to a football player. And Shailene Woodley. It's true. It's it's the the one-two punch of what are we doing here? (laughs) But true love always prevails. So congrats to them. Exactly. When God shuts one door, well, Shailene doesn't let him shut it because apparently she never completely shuts the door on a person. So we'll see where this goes. Cut to us next week being like, (laughs) Aaron surprised Shailene by getting married to someone else over the weekend. Um, So speaking of getting married and getting divorced and splitting up, again, we discussed this on the podcast. Lisa Bonet and Jason Momoa announced last month. Well, Jason Momoa announced it. Lisa Bonet didn't say shit. Um, But he announced that they were splitting up after years of marriage and even more years of being together. They have two kids. They're getting divorced. And, you know, the statement was very, like, spiritual. And they'd come to the end of their journey, their road trip of life or whatever. And again, that might not be the truth. They might not actually be splitting up. Um, Well, they split up, but they might be back together. Exactly. So they they split up and Jason was like, had moved out of the house. A source uh, recently stated that Jason has moved back into their house and that they're working through their issues as a couple. So they could be, maybe they're just working things out for the sake of a uncomplicated divorce, but they could just be working things out to be together again. Yeah. they're pro- Well, they probably like looked at the world, looked at all of us homely people and were like, you know, I think I'm with the hottest person <laughs> in the on the planet and it's not going to get hotter than that so let's reconcile yeah they're like you know what it's only a couple couples counseling sessions that can probably fix what's going on here we can do this all right michael i know this is a this is a redundant question but i'm gonna ask it anyway for the sake of a joke uh because i know that you have this money in your pocket but michael do you happen to have 165 million dollars in your pocket right now uh, in just one pocket, and then one sixty five in the other. Okay, that's what I that's what I figured. So you can take it out of one pocket, and if you want, you can put an offer on Spelling Manor, which is up for uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Up sale? for sale? Yeah, <laughs> on the market. Up for up for reasonable trade or best offer. So Spelling Manor is, of course, the house that. Aaron Spelling built in like the 1980s and 1990s and it's 56,000 square feet. It's one of the largest single family homes in Los Angeles, if not America. It has 14 bedrooms, 21 and a half bathrooms, 
and there's a bowling alley, a beauty salon, my personal favorite, the gift wrapping room. Oh, I don't and think that's there anymore. Rest in peace to the gift wrapping room. I think the that British heiress who Petra bought, got rid of it. Yeah, that's rude. <laughs> that's extremely rude. She doesn't wrap presents. That's I think that's disgusting that she took it out. But again, I'm clearly not the person who will be buying this. So when Candy Spelling sold it to Petra Ecclestone in 2011, she sold it for 85 million. And then she sold it and sold it, I think, for 145 million. And now it's on the market two and a half years after the last sale for 165 million dollars. Who's gonna buy this? Uh, Tori Spelling. She's, <laughs> she's gonna like... submit. She's gonna write a check and be like, "Uh, please don't double check that." Please do not take this to the bank. Speaking of whoever does buy it, they're going to get a bonus of seeing Tori Spelling every single day because she probably gives like tours outside of the front gate for like $20 a pop, like a tour of her childhood home. She has to pay down those credit card bills. And honestly, Michael, that's a very smart way to do it. Okay, so Michael, you know how there's like a, it's like a cliche joke when somebody wins the Super Bowl they say, what are you going to do next? And they say, I'm going to Disneyland. So Tom Brady's won a whole bunch of Super Bowls. And the thing that he's going to do next is he's producing a road trip comedy uh, starring James Well, he's Pond. retired. He's re- he retired from football, right? Yeah, he's done okay. football now. So what he's got to do something with his time because he's retired in like his 40s. That's very early retirement. So he's a producer now. He's producing movies. He's also going to star in a movie, and it's called 80 for Brady. And it stars Jane Fonda, Lily Tomlin, Rita Moreno, Sally Field. Already, I want to watch this. And it's about four friends who go to see Tom Brady play in the 2017 Super Bowl. So Tom Brady's producing it, and he will, I hope he will star as himself in this movie. Uh, yeah, he's going he's gonna to be in it. And that he's playing himself. So... I mean, I love everything about the movie, except for Tom Brady. That's the only, yeah, same thing. That's the only part that I have no interest in. But everything else is like, oh, the four, these four people on a road trip, I'll watch that for two hours. I know. Like, we need to start a GoFundMe for those four. Because, yes, a check is a check, but not when it comes to being in a movie with Tom Brady. Oh, no. You know what? They're all going to quit when they show up on, like, the first day and they look at the lunch table. And it's just steamed asparagus. No strawberries. All right. So finally, Michael, Simon Cowell. You know Simon Cowell, don't you? <laughs> um, so he judges things. He was a judge on American Idol. He was a judge on X Factor. Britain's Got Talent. America's Got Talent. He was on Late Night with Seth, Seth Meyers recently. And he was asked if people just come up to him and ask him to judge things. Right? Like I feel like mm-hmm. I feel like that's the thing he probably gets asked all the time. Yeah. Never gets tired of that. So he said that he does. And one time he was offered $150,000 from a couple to judge them having sex. A couple came up to me in a restaurant and said, we'll pay you X amount of dollars to watch them having sex. And will I judge it? And I said, well, how much? And uh, stupidly said, no. So if you're watching, I'll do it. He says he turned it down and he regrets it and he would absolutely uh, agree to it now. He would take the check now. I'm, I mean, how can you focus on fucking when Simon Cowell is sitting there with his titties sitting up all hot? How can you concentrate at all? I mean, you can't. It would no. be impossible. And then no. you wouldn't be able to concentrate and then he would start 
critiquing you and you'd be like, this is disgusting. This is the worst performance I've ever seen. Well, whoever, like whoever it is, is seriously has serious kinks because you have to have serious kinks if your dream is like for Simon Cowell to be shitting all over your sex skills while you're fucking, right? You two, you two fuck like two, fuck like two dead sloths. No ticket to Hollywood for you. In past episodes, we did a Where Are They Now? We did one on Millions of Milkshakes and Tila Tequila. So we're going to do another one. And this one was requested by listener Sheena. Sheena has asked us to do a Where Are They Now? on Cisco Adler. It's a real blast from the past name. Yeah, if you don't know who Cisco Adler is, let me explain. Quiz time, Allison. Yes, Michael. What is Cisco Adler's born name? That's not his real name? I'm it could sh- be. I'm shocked. Okay, I think it's his real name. Yeah, it's his real name. It's yes. Cisco Sam Adler. So Cisco is the son of Phyllis Summer and Lou Adler. Lou Adler, he's a music and film producer. He's worked with he worked with Carol King, The Mamas and the Papas. He produced the Rocky Horror Picture Show movie. He produced albums for Cheech and Chong. So Cisco grew up in LA and Malibu. So he's a Hollywood kid. And in the early aughts, he ran in the same circles as Lindsay Lohan, Paris Hilton. So he was a third tier fame whore, like a third tier, maybe second at times. Yeah, I would say maybe yeah, I say three is right because like first fame whore is extremely famous. Second is like child of someone famous who got famous. And he was like third child of someone famous who hung out with famous people. Yeah, and he he's he's a musician and a record producer. Back then he was in a call a band called White Star. Mm-hmm. And to delisted audiences, Cisco has three claims to fame. Okay. The first is that he dated Misha Barton for a couple of years. Yes. And the second and third claims to fame are his balls. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Lefty and righty. <laughs> so in 2007, the website Paris Exposed was set up. Mm-hmm. And it was set up by the people who bought the contents of a storage unit that Paris stopped paying the rent on. So it was auctioned off. And the winner of that auction won all the shit that was in her storage unit. And there was tons of pictures. There was, that's where um, the bottles for Valtrex came up. Like they were in her storage shed, all this stuff. And so the people that bought it, they put it on this website called Paris Exposed. Right. It. I feel like it's the kind of thing that ha- could happen back then, but would not happen now. No, it's very, it was very of the time. And so for some reason, Paris Hilton in her storage unit had a picture of a naked Cisco Adler. And that picture ended up on Paris Exposed. And the picture, I don't even have to look it up. I can tell you exactly what it looks like. It is forever burnt (laughs) into my brain. Same, I can picture. He is, one leg is up. He's wearing a pair of like sweat socks, right? So yeah, sunglasses. He's, he's total no, he doesn't have sunglasses. Okay. He's totally naked mm-hmm. except for socks. He's 
back is like arched mm-hmm. and his head is arched back and he has one foot on a table. There's there's either like a Coke or a beer or something on that table next to his foot. And his dick and nuts are totally out. And I don't think going viral was a thing back then, but he went viral for these nuts because these nuts is like slinkies. It's like two gerbils bungee jumping. Yeah, I think everyone can remember where they were when they first saw that picture. Cisco long nuts. Yeah, like if he's on the eighth floor balcony and you're on the second floor balcony, he can teabag you from the eighth floor. Easily, easily, no effort. Doesn't have to strain his back or anything. And so at the time, Cisco was with Misha mm-hmm. and there were rumors that she dumped him because the picture got out. He told people that they weren't, at the time, that they weren't broken up but that she wasn't happy about the picture and that the picture getting out seemed to be worse for her than him. So Cisco said at the time in 2007, I think it's pretty rock and roll. You know, it was like yesterday. If it was yesterday, I would have freaked out. But then I looked at the picture and was like, oh, that's from 2001. Whatever. <laughs> I I appreciate his candor and his uh, perspective on it. Like, I can appreciate how casual he is. Like, so what? Who cares? Yeah, because it's from 2001. Yeah, I don't know what the difference if it was yesterday. (laughs) But but he was he was fine with it. And so Cisco and Misha, they ended up breaking up that year. Cisco also dated Kimberly Stewart and Lydia Hurst. Uh, In in 2008, he was arrested for a bar brawl at one of his band's shows in Fargo, North Dakota. All places. So that's Cisco Adler. Mm hmm. Um, where is he now? Well, how old is he now? That's a big question. He's 43 years old. Wow. Time truly does, is like sands through the hourglass. Yeah, time flies like Cisco's nutsack doing jumping jacks. But um, he's still a music producer. He's produced Shwayze, Mod Sun, Wiz Khalifa, Goody Grace, Adam Lambert, Dirt Nasty. <laughs> <laughs> Tanash, Cody Simpson, and Mickey Avalon. So he's responsible for that fucking Jane Fonda song. Okay, I love that song. <laughs> uh, you can thank Cisco Adler for that. So, and he followed in his daddy's footsteps. He produced the soundtrack for the TV revival of Rocky Horror, which starred Laverne Cox. He also produced the I Love Pussy song for Tropic Thunder. So clearly he's still making beautiful music. He also has his own record label called Banana Beat Records. He's the CEO and founder of an entertainment company called No Cap Shows. He's also married. He's been married to model Barbara Stoyanov since 2010. And they have a son named Ace, who is like nine years old or so. I couldn't get an exact birthday on his son, but he's around nine years old. Wow, so Cisco Adler truly rode his balls to a successful career. And a wife and a family, all that. And like many early odds fame whores before him, he's really into crypto and NFTs. (laughs) He calls himself Crypto Adler on Twitter. I'll admit that's decent branding. That's smart. 
Yeah, I mean, it's a no-brainer. He had to do that. And he's a bit of a conspiracy theorist. So on February 27th, he was tweeting about Russia's attack on Ukraine. And he wrote, anyone notice the news cycle needed filling as COVID coverage waned? Hmm. So that's where Cisco Adler's at. He's a crypto-loving daddy now. (laughs) Michael, did you like Cisco Adler back in like 2007? Like him, he was just kind of, no, not really. I mean, I made fun of him. I made fun of everybody. But, um, no. Did you? (laughs) Okay. I definitely did. And it was because I thought that him and Misha Barton were like a beautiful couple. And at that time, I definitely was trying to, I, I, I was trying to model my style after Misha Barton, uh, to like varying degrees of success. And I always thought like, oh, Cisco Adler is such a handsome boyfriend. Like maybe one day I could be lucky enough to land a dirt bag like that. Well, you should have just got a slinky, put a brown long wig on it. There you go. Yeah, I could have taken a picture with it, passed it off as... Dream boyfriend. Mm-hmm. So that's our Where Are They Now? If you've got a Where Are They Now for us, email us at dtp at dlista.com. You can also email us if you've got a question or a note or whatever. Our inbox is open for you. That didn't sound right either. (laughs) Our slinky is ready to spring for you guys. (laughs) What? (laughs) Till next week. Bye. Bye. If you don't know, let me show you how to work it out. Work it, little mama, I know you want.